Tom. I think this means that we can start. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's the cue, isn't it? Um, although this is officially the first time that anyone listening to this podcast will have heard me first, and it's probably quite terrifying. I think you probably just need to assert yourself, Jamie. Thing. That's what you wanted, well, that's, right? That's what that's what I did. Um, the, the the long game is eventually to make it all about me and not about. Yeah, but aren't you uh, um, aren't you still on probation? <laughs> not anymore. You're not. <laughs> you're not on probation. Not anymore. We haven't. We haven't had your probationary review. Oh, I thought you meant probation with like the police. <laughs> <laughs> did we actually? Uh, did we? Did we actually set any goals to review for for Jamie? Uh, no, you didn't. How many? How many lols? No, you didn't. And it's definitely been longer than six months. So, no, surely not. Yeah. Has it? Yeah. That's embarrassing, isn't it? We've only done. It was. It was November shows. last November last year, lads. Fuck yes. But we've got to. But we've got to review it by your uh, creative output as well, which has been nil. <laughs> nah, there's been like at least four or five usable sound bites. I have to say, I think probably the highlight of this podcast is Jamie explaining proper wiping etiquette. Never have I learned so much the, from a man that hi- I had such little hi- opinion of. The hi- well, that's, that's quite rude. <laughs> um, it was very important information, Matt, and... I still think I'm a blessing, so you know. I can't. I can't believe it. Literally took thirty seconds before someone had to bring up the fact that Jamie was talking about wiping his ass for a good five minutes on the last episode of this podcast. Yeah, but it was quality content. Technically, I I mean, you you guys let it happen, so (laughs) count yourselves as enablers. So, how's everyone Uh, enjoying themselves in these troubling times? This is our first socially distant podcast, by the way. First of many, I hope. First of many. Not, not, the, first really, emotion, really not the first emotionally distant podcast. <laughs> Did I say emotionally or socially? You said socially, I said emotionally. Oh, okay, fine. How's everyone doing? Has anyone, uh, has anyone got any new habits? Any new hobbies? That seems to be the, the question at the moment, isn't it? I've been... Um, what, how I'm you're feeling playing. your days? Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm still going to work, so... Yeah, I'm still working full time. I'm still working. I'm still working. I'm still working, okay? I've had my entire team furloughed, so I'm now taking on four other people's work, and it's doing my fucking head in. Yeah, but you're, you're doing it. So they, they almost seem like pointless members of the team anyway. Yeah, you've basically got four people fired after this, Matt. Yeah, by working you're, so hard, you've proved how you're basically saying exactly, exactly. You're proving that your worth is more than another three other human beings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's either going to happen is that your employer is going to turn around and be like, "Oh well, all these people's jobs could have been done by one person all along." Get fire all those people, then leave you with all that work and and not give you a pay rise. <laughs> yeah, and decide that they're not going to pay you any extra money. Fuck which it. sounds like a em- classic employer thing to do. If anything, everyone's hurting at this current time. But wow, that's there was there was like a crack in your voice then that sounded like we were going to make a sort of a Goodwill Hunting esque breakthrough then. (laughs) But I am (laughs) making it's not not your it's not your fault, Chief. Shut up, man! Shut up! Shut up! Get away from me, man! It's not your fault. But I am making the most. There's, there's going to be Jamie outside of your door as well, like about uh, ten meters away. So going, my favorite part of the day is 
coming to your house and being 10 minutes no, away. Yeah. Not <laughs> being able to come any closer. <laughs> and, and, hoping, and hoping that you won't be there. <laughs> but everyone's sticking to the oh. rules, I assume. Has anyone actually left their house? Yeah. Well, Jamie, yeah, you like, left your house. Yes, like I've been going to work as normal. Like my, the people who I work for, the majority of... Um, the majority of the company is all working from home. Um, so there's usually like 100 people in the office and there's about eight now. And we're all very far apart from each other. Um, and yeah, like I can't do my job from home. So when I need to do video or photography stuff, I have to be in the studio and that is all the time. Um, is that full so, time? Yeah, that's full time. Um, when I've done, I, we don't, haven't been doing any like, like location stuff or any stuff with like... Um, hmm cast over like one person so mm. nothing that's not well, accomplishable like, um, via social distancing basically it sounds like an internships are uh very <laughs> productive nowadays then like, yeah like they're, this, they're this giving... internship also pays all right as well considering it's my really? full-time job tom <laughs> oh right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 but i think um, i meant to stick to the rules especially when it comes to certain things like going to tesco's so my new thing is adhering to the one-way traffic system that they currently have in Tesco's. My, my, and I think I get, I get as much a frill out of that as I do to observing the rules of the road when you're playing Grand Theft Auto. Mate, I feel like I'm Jennifer Connelly. You're not, Labyrinth. sorry, sorry, Matt, you're not the kind of person that drives the speed limit in GTA, are you? I am, yeah, occasionally. Wow. I just want to really? see whether it's doable. Like you see indicators. Oh, of, of course, it's of course doable. it's doable. But don't it's tell me you fucking, you fucking RP as a, as a regular person <laughs> in GTA. Oh, just go into the shops. Oh, look, there's the police. <laughs> Better slow down. Um, yeah, the, thing, the main thing I do when I go it's to the supermarkets is running over hookers in GTA. So that's, the, that's the main point of the game. Also, yeah. hookers is not the correct that's, term, Matthew. Come on. That, oh, isn't, that isn't the workers. main point of the game. Thank you. <laughs> The main point of the game is to <laughs> kill people and sell drugs and no, make that's money. Just a, that's just a side. Not very wholesome at all. Um, I was saying the main thing I do when I go to um, uh, supermarkets these days is obviously completely observe social distancing and stick by all the rules and everything. But I make sure I give any. Usually, you can tell the people that are having a more difficult time during this period as the ones that are showing up with like plastic bags on their hands and like full face masks and. Looking doomsday like preppers. Yeah, full doomsday preppers. And they've got this weird, like, wild look in their eyes. And they're kind of, like, travelling at twice the speed they usually would around a supermarket. Um, and I basically just keep an eye out for anyone who looks like they could be tipped over the edge by me standing 1.9 metres away from them. I shit you not. Um, so, uh, two occasions. I was in Colchester um, Tesco's, like, a few weeks ago. And there was a guy in a proper hazmat suit. Like just yeah. walking down the pastoral. Really? Um, and then, uh, wh where was I? I was in co-op and this fucking, this fool. Uh, so I was like having to walk around the corner and the dude literally threw himself up against the cold meat like fridge to get away from me. So I just fucking lunged at him just to, uh, just to put Is a fear of God on him. Sorry, he was like 18. <laughs> my, new, um, my new pet peeve is people that are practicing social distancing in the queue and not being aware of how far apart they are from the person in front of them or behind them because they're on their phone. So that whilst you're queuing okay, up, boomer. And, the queue is, and, the queue, and the queue is going, uh, going along and they haven't looked up for about two minutes from their phone. So the social distancing's turned into about 
12 meters rather than two. Tom, you that's like, to- you could just airdrop <laughs> that, them a picture of your middle finger. That, that's the same thing as the kind of person who, like, you're not going to get there any quicker by doing that. Like, it's the same thing as when, you, if, you're, if you're driving, you wouldn't know because, you know, because, <laughs> you, you know. Um, if you're driving and you're queuing up for something or there's a bit of a traffic jam and you let there become as the cars in front of you start to move, it's people that are behind you that honk when you leave too much of a gap as if that somehow you filling that gap makes the queue go any quicker than it would do before. Like, well, it's just, it's just, you know, what's the, what's the term that we're supposed to be adhering to at the moment? Stay alert. Stay alert. The freaking queue. This is, this well. is the, this is t- Matt is right. This is the most boomer thing you've ever said. <laughs> Bloody children on their phones, not c- looking at the real world. Like, uh, but yeah jamie have you gone stir crazy because i know that you uh you are a bachelor and you live by yourself at the moment how's that i do live by myself basically what i've been doing especially for the past week and a half i have been playing final fantasy 14 oh which is the mmo final fantasy Mm. um and it's is it spell binding it's fucking great it's so good it's like the he plays a spellbinder (laughs) no no i play a paladin um it is, it is fantastic. I've been playing it with some of my um, uh, northern mates. Actual friends. Actual friends, not you two fucks. Um, <laughs> I've been uh, playing it with some, some of my friends from up north, and it's just the most wholesome time. It's just so good. <laughs> like, I was playing a lot of Animal Crossing <laughs> before. But, um, Call me a boomer. Hey, it was, it's great. It's really, really good. It's a lot of fun. Um, you sound like a Santander advert. <laughs> And Tom, of course, you uh, you live with your partner, so you've been managed to uh, to annoy her, I assume. Yeah, nothing domestic, but uh, no. Well, full disclosure, I'm currently living at my childhood home uh, during this, and uh, yeah, it's been a tough time for all. But it's it's especially Espec- difficult, especially Espec- especially difficult for your parents, especially difficult when you live with your dad and your. Mother! Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Well, do you is actually that, is that into... is that your segue? Is that, that, is, that, is that your segue? segue? Yeah. But you <laughs> should segue into the intro of the uh, of the podcast first. Oh yeah! Uh, oh. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Ace and Ferris podcast. Podcast all about heavy metal. Uh, my name is Matthew, and not with me right now, but with me in spirit and through the uh, through the art digital media is Jamie and Tom. Hello. How are we? Fine. You've asked. Other than, <laughs> other than how we've already explained it, <laughs> we've we've already put anyone who's listening to this through about ten minutes of our inane gabble. So, <laughs> so I assume that no one's bothered to prepare news this time because who gives a fuck right now? No, I no, mean, no. But what this news is, is there? about Brian May? <laughs> <laughs> no. Why? Oh, what's happened to May? He um, he basically ruined his ass. Uh, gardening, <laughs> being, being a bit overzealous in gardening. Well, what did he do? I think he tore like multiple ligaments or what something in his in his bum. He had to spend multiple days in hospital, apparently in absolute agony, like he couldn't sleep or anything like that. But what caused it? Was he bending over or was he gardening? Yeah, but what aspect of gardening? Oh, I don't know, landscape. God knows. <laughs> Maybe he was trying to break free from something or 
wanting to ride his bicycle or no, yeah yeah or you know anything else um maybe he is quite a fat, fat bottom, bottom girl, girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it was done in the so, flash yeah. So, yeah. so we got nothing so should we just launch straight in <laughs> <laughs> no that count that was well that was a thing it was not nothing that was a thing that was certainly a thing but i say what we have coming up as a thing is probably the most important thing we've ever talked about ever. Much oh, to I your, don't know about that. Much to your initial chagrin when I uh, when I proposed. Oh, the it's idea. still full chagrin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess I guess we can um, I guess we can get, have another little bit of news, which is um, a new record by this individual that was released in the last couple of weeks, uh, which myself and Tom have listened to. I don't know whether you've listened to it, Jamie. Um, I have not, but it is. You, um, course... you, you can say his name, by the way. It's in the title of the podcast. Yes, but it is, of course, Glenn Danzig's album of covers of Elvis songs, and I never ever knew that. Uh, Always on my mind needed a ripping guitar solo halfway through. Do you like it, Matt? Um, I think it's. Oh, I, think, I can't I, believe it. I don't Matt, know. This is is this is this the same thing as like where you will never ever. Um, admit that Morrissey's done bad things. Oh no, I like, I, I fully admit that Morrissey yeah. is a terrible human being. No, 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 musically bad things. Oh, musically. Hmm. Yes. Uh, yes. Maladjusted was a difficult album, but it does have one of his best songs on it. So it's like a, a little diamond in a in a big, <clears throat> big Mancunian. My, my, my point being, my point being is, I think you've got Danzig blinders on. No. That's, this is the question that I wanted to ask you guys, like up top, is has your opinion of this person's creative endeavors changed anyway because of what we have just witnessed? It was already, yes. it was, yes, it has, for the worse, obviously. It was already lower than it was when I first started listening to like classic, classic Danzig. Mm. Just because, well, you know, he's, 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 not, he's not the the creative force he once was let's no. put it like that i don't i don't think i've ever been forced into a position to admit that nicholas cage does a better job at something <laughs> than glenn danzig but this is like the crazy part of it is like he's not he's not like an underground music individual he's worked with some of like the biggest names in music not necessarily recording with them but writing for them so i mean he's worked with like johnny cash, johnny cash and roy orbison um orbison? yeah 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 he wrote the um he wrote one of the songs for less than zero with robert downey jr um but yeah it's a terrible film but again uh, we're still we're still in the realms of music here right now yes so, so there is a reason for us there is a reason for us discussing this, um, as uh, as obviously Danzig's been quite a uh, big name in the metal scene, and it's always good to see people kind of branching out creatively. Whether that works or not is another thing. So this week we're going to be talking about a bit of a cult film called uh, Verotica. Don't um, call it a cult film. It is not a cult film. No. It does not deserve to be called a cult film. It can't also. It can't be called a cult film. Like, how long was it released ago? Like, well, it, we we discussed this initially a long time ago, back in when 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 was I, that? I, it? Been like also, June last year. <clears throat> okay. What? Well, 
We we had a brief discussion about this when it first aired because that is. Oh uh, yeah, didn't we do a, a news piece on that as well? Yeah, so basically it was a bit it was a bit notorious for the fact that it played at this film festival. I can't remember which one it was exactly, but it just resulted in June twenty nineteen. Yeah, people rolling about on the floor, <laughs> hollering and screaming. Yeah, it's whilst, apocalypse. Yeah, whilst Danzig was there. Yeah. Um, and then Danzig gave the Q&A afterwards, and he was like, well, you know, I wouldn't have laughed at all the places that you guys were laughing at. But um, So it's literally the room. Yeah, but I, I feel that that is slightly unfair, because the room has a certain... We'll get certain... it. I think, I think if we get into room comparisons, mm. we'll do those. We shouldn't. Well, A, we should. Yeah, Tom, Just leave, Tom's we right. Should leave it, we should leave it until the end anyway, yeah. as a as a summation of this because like the wazo effect of watching something and then watching your own audience misinterpret the brief to such an extremity that it turns into a joke and then you have to completely change it's like using the other side of your brain and like activating that well, he, he basically like in order to go actually it was always it was always supposed to be like this yeah no, and Danzig wasn't. is not going to be doing that. Danzig, that's the thing which I one of the things we'll get into this later. One of the things that I find so corny about it is I know that there's Danzig is taking what he has done so seriously and thinks he has made something genuinely like creepy and like difficult to watch and like, oh, it's a really dark horror film. And um, is that and not like he will be yeah. sitting, he'll be sitting there watching this back going, like, this is amazing, I love myself. And is that um, not like the quintessential element of everything that's kind of like so bad it's good is the fact that people have kind of like blinders on in terms of like they can't see it for what it is. And I think it's funnier, I, like we've discussed this before, it's way funnier when someone makes a terrible movie than it is when someone makes like a terrible album because there has to be, and Jamie, you should know this, you're a, you're a blue collar um, cinematographer. There, uh, there has not, to be... Let's not go... Yeah, yeah. When you're when you're not emotionally invested in a project, you're there to kind of like pick up the check. So you're not blinded by that thing of I really want to make this. So regardless of how good it is or isn't, I'm, there there are those people on set who must have just been sitting there going, "This is fucking yeah." There the, the, the will have been, but I think even if you're a if you're actually genuinely good at what you do, especially in a field like film or music, um, if you're actually a good professional know your job know how to do your job um you've not done it in the first place <laughs> you would you you are um aware enough to know when something um isn't going very well or when even from an initial stage of like concept or brief or um scripting or whatever you know when something is going to be garbage and like a good professional would work with that and i don't think that um danzig went into this open to the ideas of anybody else except him well this is why i kind of disagree with what you were saying matt because i feel as though danzig in the past at least the past two decades maybe even three has only surrounded himself with people that say that he's amazing so regardless and most, and most of on, them are strippers <laughs> so regardless of who was on set even if they could perceive it as being really bad, then no why, one's I mean, going to be else? honest with him. <clears throat> why else do you think he's credited as the cinematographer? 
Yeah. Like he's he's down there as writing, directing, and um, shooting it. He's the so, he's the DP, so, isn't he? Yeah, he's the, he's down there as well. He's technically down there as like joint DP with some other guy. But like, if you're down there as probably the th- the three roles in a film that have the most creative control and input, and it's the same person. Like you know where all those ideas, where all the drive is coming from. Like I don't think that set was filled with people that were like. Oh, Dan's, Glenn, you shouldn't be doing this. Let's try the shot from this angle. Why the fuck are you lighting it in this disgusting? Oh, Glenn, <laughs> you really shouldn't be doing this. <clears throat> Glenn, please. Now, I, he is credited yeah. as... Don't do this. He is credited as writer, director, <clears throat> also provided the as well. score. Yeah, but halfway through, I couldn't help think that the co-writer on this project was, <laughs> was a big punch in the head from Northside Kings when he got knocked the fuck out. And that's <laughs> what's led to this. Like in, uh, yeah, executive producer is bleeding on the brain. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just... Have you I seen, there's, a, there's an interview with him recently where he's been talking about how he's been getting progressively sick within the past few years. And he thinks that it's, it's the, the... He has this conspiracy theory that it's the government that are um, feeding him drugs that he gets the prescription for oh so he willingly takes him, it it's not hidden in the water that are making him sick so it's in his like in his old man kidney medication or whatever he takes <laughs> yeah like yeah he's glandular slipping some extra yeah okay which he's been had which he's probably had uh since about 1997 <laughs> right so is that which is probably the year that he started to get really bad so is there anything up top we want to say? Because I'm sure that we're kind of going to go story by story, unfortunately. Yeah. Through yeah. Let's film. start with the name. Yeah. So the, so the film is based off a series of comics that he created, except it's not, it's not Verotica. The comics are just called Verotic. And I don't yeah. understand. And I bloody love a, I love a good portmanteau. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, I don't understand why he needed to differentiate between the two, unless I can just imagine that he's had like a falling out with one of his co-publishers, and this is him getting around like the trademarking. But um, what's what's interesting is that for something that claims to be both violent and erotic, was anyone aroused at any point through this film? No, and that was the thing. I, like, <laughs> That's why I wanted the most. That... I think. Here comes Jane. <laughs> no, the, I, think, um, I, I, think I think I was think aroused I was, for the first time. I was for the first time in forever. Um, <laughs> no, work, um, God damn it, work! <laughs> don't, don't. Um, Tears came from my eyes. Is that correct? <laughs> um, there's a uh, there's a part mm. with uh, tears that I want to discuss later on, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, it didn't. It wasn't erotic in any sense of the word. I don't think just throwing, putting a scene in a strip club is like a. It's not like a go-to. Now it's erotic. Now it's like some kind of like sexually charged mm. scenario. <laughs> he it's broke just into like, a strip club at four o'clock like, in the morning. It was. It was literally just. And it was it, for some reason it was a recurring scene in what? Well, the, the the middle story anyway. Well, um, your face. story. You just said story for the yeah. They're not yeah, even stories. stories. They're not even stories. It's literally like um, no, I have also, three of them. It's for something like, to be for something to be properly erotic, surely it has to be consensual. 
Yeah, right? some of those. Yeah, well, yeah. Some of those people did not look like they were enjoying being in this production. But yeah. on the subject, no, no, please. <laughs> on on the subject of story, <laughs> no, Monsieur Spader. <laughs> <laughs> on the subject of story, I do have a slight theory about this. Um, about this a film, theory. Yeah, just in terms That's of going a bit far. Just in terms of its production, because it's free stories, and it feels. And like, I think calling them calling them stories, I think, is a book. that's a stretch because yeah. it's free segments. It, for it to be a story, it it's needs, free nuggets. It needs development. It needs like very different plot points. It needs yeah. an actual journey. These things are literally like an intro happens. You are presented with a thing. That yeah. thing happens like four times, and then it ends. Yeah. Yeah, it's it the same, same in all of them. It seems like the first. It seems like everything. Every, all of them have a premise, and then someone have some of them have like a premise and characters, and then someone has a premise and kind of a story, but not really. No, but it's no, kind of like they, in reverse because they genuinely don't have stories. It's yeah. not. There's no plot because nothing. Nothing. Something might have started, but it's never properly resolved. Because no. there, for one, because there are so many questions left <laughs> unanswered, <laughs> and not lin- how not many questions? Tom, so many questions, <laughs> but it's like it's like the last one, which arguably is the worst, because it's not even it's, fun. it's the worst, it's miserable. No, it's it's like, the worst because it's it's the most. It's the one that I I I forgot I was watching it whilst I was watching it. Yeah, so there's, it, there's it's the one that it's the one that happened at me. Like that's the one that <laughs> aggravated me I, the most, actually. Yeah, yeah. So that one has that one has a premise, um, and that's all it is. It doesn't have any characters. And then the the second one. So this is in reverse order. The second one has a premise and the, kind of characters. And the then second, the, third the, second, one, <laughs> the third one has a premise, characters, and an. And an idea of a story that yeah. never becomes a there story. Is... Yeah, but the, like the second, the second one is, I think, has the best element of all three of them in that it has the second one broke and my it's... brain. Yeah, but like <laughs> the second, the second one has, I think, the best character in the whole thing, and it's not even <laughs> the main character. Yeah, oh, he's... <laughs> we'll get to him. Um, yeah, we'll get to him. <laughs> what do we got? But, um, but then, but then it also seems to work backwards. So my idea is is that probably the third one is the first one that Danzig wrote, in which he just went, "I've got a premise," and then but it's second... not. It's but the third one. I, I think we we probably need to actually get into actually going let's, through these yeah, one by go, one. Let's but go I just want to say the th- the third one is it's. It, I don't understand how that can be. That story has been done to death. Like a thousand and yeah. well, it's just Elizabeth so, more than that well, times. Yeah, it's just Bath. Yeah, well, yes, I know, but like the third one is literally just Elizabeth Bathory, and it's like, okay, yeah, wow, great, that's not creepy. How many? Yeah, it's times? not. It's not. It's not it's gross. Not. It's not creepy. It's not scary. But it seems like the. But it seems like the production budget decreases by each story in reverse. No, I don't no, know because no, the third one looks. The third one's quite realised. The, the third one has <laughs> a lot like... more, other than the the appalling lighting and the night scenes. Um, the third <laughs> one, the third one has, the sets are like a more elaborate and it, yeah, it kind of has a, a green look. Screen. It has yes, it has a look. That seems a little, at least to me, anyway. That seems a bit more. Um, well, it has market. horses. Yeah, it has fucking horses, right? Yeah. And a castle. And a castle, a real <laughs> castle, a real plastic castle. How many times throughout this film 
do you reckon Danzig sat behind the camera and went, fuck yeah, this is going to be fucking metal? Probably every this is, fucking this is scene. so not bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, shall, we, shall we go with number one then? Yeah, we should just right up top, credits roll, um, and we're introduced to our, essentially the crypt keeper um, of this oh, yeah. particular yeah. story. Um, whatever Leonardo. her name is, which is which I think yeah, is Morella. There's a lot yeah, of Morella. Cor- there's a lot of corny elements to this, but I think this part is the, probably one of the corniest. I think it's probably, but it's it's the best shot out of all the parts. Is yeah. like in terms of like but, there there is an actual proper use of shadow throughout it. But we it's we too have this, quick. That's that's not we, hard. We, we don't really know. <laughs> I mean, the bar was. We low. don't know the point of Morella. Like, why is she? For one, why does she have this? woman captive and also when you gouge out someone's eyes i've never gouged out someone's eyes i've never witnessed someone gouge out someone's <laughs> eyes i've never had my eyes gouged out but well, i'm assuming by this film. That, that if and when you get your eyes gouged out you don't spend the next fucking five minutes afterwards going my eyes my eyes because <laughs> you're in so much agonizing pain you probably collapse yeah so she's she's a bit she's a bit punny as well she keeps referring to people She's as darklings. Um, but that's it's just not punny. That's not it's, that it's that not punny. It's just not good. Also, that's, she doesn't have that horns. Is, that is another. That's another um, instance of Danzig being like, "Yeah, this is fucking cool. Let's say darklings instead of darlings." Um, yeah. So, right up top, and be honest, when the credits were rolling and names were flying across the screen, did anyone recognise any names? From yeah, from from individuals' previous works. Yes, uh, the albino um, spider. <laughs> <laughs> the albino spider. <laughs> um, I didn't actually, Matt. No, okay, just me. No, then. I didn't either. Right, just the it. albino spider. Did you actually? Yeah. Who? Only only like two, um, but it's because two? yeah, but it's because they've been in terrible other horror films as well. Um, also, I'd like to say. Uh, so yeah, so we're introduced to Morella, um, and none of these none of these bits that she does in between pieces seem to have any reason for being. So no, like at the end of this, story, no, they're not. They're 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 um very obviously very similar to obviously you say Crypt Keeper, but all they reminded me of was the Garth Marenghi like insert bits. He's like walking yeah. down his stairs. <laughs> so he's so yeah so there's like one bit at the end of this story where um where she like reappears and has is holding eyes that came out of part of the uh part of the story although although it. but there is continu- no reason continuity for wise it. continuity wise she but yeah brown stabbed- eyes not blue eyes no no, no 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 she stabbed those eyes with her fingernails no no, no so no no so those eyes were the were the boob eyes the tit eyes oh were they the boob eyes okay yeah really? Yeah, which we're right, jumping okay. the gun with the boob eyes, guys. Right. Okay, we need to wind this shit back. Wind a it bit. back. Come on. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the that's first... not the first time you've ever said boob eyes, guys. Before. <laughs> right. Boob eyes, guys. Right. So the first story. What is with it called? Is it guys. called the albino spider and Dejet? No, it's. Uh, yeah, the t- it's like the tale of Dejet. Yeah, it is. The albino, Albi- uh, the albino spider of Amelie. Sorry, I mean uh, of Dejet. <laughs> Right, so this story for don't you dare compare this to uh, Amelie in any way. <laughs> yeah, we need to. Well, we isn't it? 
Isn't the main influence, like, didn't Danzig say the main influence for this was, like, Fellini? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, John, John Cocteau's Beauty fucking, and the Beast. Fucking hope not. Right, so I we... did, and he said it was, like, uh, John Cocteau's Beauty and the Beast. And apparently, he was going to film, he wanted to film the whole thing in black and white and have all of the cast actually speak in not just a French accent, but, but in French. learn French. So rather than get French actors and act, well, just French actors, um, French porn stars. Rather than get French <laughs> porn stars, um, he was going to get por- like American porn actors to learn French and have performances even worse because they're not speaking a native tongue. I mean, why set it in France? I mean, they're already at a disadvantage. That's that's the thing. To me, it doesn't even feel like it's in France. It feels like, because they're doing these, like, it feels like it's in, like, New Orleans or something like that. Because they've got, because (laughs) it just feels like a, a, like, they've just got really accentuated, overly French, like, Cajun accents or something. Yeah. So, (laughs) I don't know why, why not just play into that? Like, you could have, there's obviously been loads of, um, horror content like set in the deep south so you're gonna say french migrants (laughs) (laughs) um so why not just do that because then you can have everyone having a mildly french cajun accent and it'd be believable rather than it being or just set it in or just set it in new york because the the environment has no impact on the quote unquote nothing nothing at all yeah, so why does it matter where it's where it's set? Like, apparently, seem to be apparently up. they took weeks, weeks and weeks to perfect with their a French um, accent. Yeah, yeah. Really, <laughs> I yeah. can do I can do a better one than that just off the fucking cuff right now. Go on, go on then. <laughs> <clears throat> Hello, Hello, Monsieur Danzig. <laughs> I want to be in your really bad film. Yeah, no, we take we take the piss, but that was actually way better than the French accents that were in this film. So, okay, so it opens up, and the first scene instantly made me feel very uncomfortable. Now, Matt, <laughs> you're a man of the world. Okay, um, yeah. When you've um, when you've passed first base, mm. I was about and... to say actually, yeah, this yeah, skips, yeah. this skips from first base goes... to, to third base, but there is a reason for the second base not <clears throat> being there. Um, but it gets he's got his, wait, 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 wait. I don't know the right. logistics behind this, so maybe you can, guys can just fill me in. Um, when a partner uh, is Performing. wanting to express, wanting to express their uh, their love to you, mm. okay, and they don't want to kiss you on the lips; they want to kiss you somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> Do you or do you not keep your trousers on? Usually one would take your trousers off. Yeah. So the opening scene of this movie is a blowjob where the guy has <laughs> trousers he's not only fully on, clothed. but fully, fully, he's fully clothed. Looks like he's got his belt like <laughs> notched up to the end. Like, there is nothing happening. If anything, all she's doing is... Do you reckon no one going... taught Danzig about the birds and the bees? Like he just had a very, very sheltered child. She's, all she seems to be doing, and he seems to be getting off on it, is looking at his crotch. And she should, she should be more experienced than, than anyone in this department, surely. Exactly, yeah. She has but... been in this situation many times before, apparently. 
Yep. Yeah. As she sta- as she is soon to state. It yeah, happened again. Good, yeah. Oh, what no. were you? What it were you? Again. It happened again. What? What were you expecting? So basically, there's a, there's a lady there's a lady going down on a dude, um, and he starts getting a bit frisky. He kind of wants to wind it back a bit. He's jumped from third the first base to third base, but he's he he wants her to give up the goods. So he's trying yeah. to get her. He's loving it. Yeah, he's all about it. She's she's not. She's consenting. definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he attempts to undress her because he wants to see the goods, but there is a very <laughs> valid reason as to why she does not yeah. want to reveal it. And also, I his, don't think that's his, a valid his, reason. His, his persistence <laughs> in this scene towards getting her undressed is—it's yeah. uncomfortable. Very, very disturbing. So well, talking this is, about this is pacing the first issues, moment. This is yeah, exactly. This is the first moment that seems to be commonplace throughout the entirety of the movie. Oh, we're talking about takes that last way too long. When you're just sitting there going, and cut. Yeah. Yeah. So he... That's the thing is, that's that's a classic rookie director move. Like, not knowing when the appropriate place to cut is because you think that somehow if you cut, you're going to miss some extra moment of magic that you wish you would have got. Like, because you don't really have an actual clue about what you want to film. Mm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So he manages yeah. to he manages to derobe her, and uh, we we after much like the, after much protesting by her and yes. her saying no several times Sa- saying no, Glenn, cut, please. <laughs> she, broke, she broke the third wall. Um, uh, yeah, so he manages to get it off, and we we soon quickly realise that the reason why she doesn't want to be uh, exposed is because where her nipples should be, there are fake plastic eyes, um, which didn't even look good. Like, they didn't even, they didn't even move or blink. They look like, yeah. um, again, they look like... They cry, they look though. Like, uh, that's, that's for later. Yeah. yeah. That, that's one of well, the most disturbing okay, things on the whole <laughs> Can we just address something then? So she's fully aware that she has eyes for nipples. Yeah. 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 Uh, She's also, because of this, she's, they, they've, reached third, they've reached third base unwillingly. She knows that something is going to progress from this. But how many times has she been in this situation prior to this with this guy? And why hasn't she done anything to address it? And also, surely, if she's been in this situation loads and loads of times before, one of those people will be like, yo... I nearly had sex with this woman who has eyes for nipples. I'm going to tell some scientific body about this <laughs> or the police or a doctor or something. Like if there are like, let's say there's like 20 people out there that have had this same sexual encounter with her. Why is she like, why is not she not famous? Scientific, yeah. Famous or like, some like, 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 the man. like yeah. But, um, can I just ask you guys, would that stop you? Uh, probably not. No, I don't she's think not. So. She's not. She's not a, an, a, an unattractive person. No, um, she. Yeah. yeah, more eyes the better. Especially, especially uh, with the uh, the French accent. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It seems to flip between like French and Russian. Like I, that's what I was getting from it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you saying French has like caught me off guard, Matt. <laughs> So he, he, he makes a quick exit um, and her, her friend, who I don't know what it's established, is, is she her flatmate? 
or is I think she she's her. Yeah. I think she's her flatmate, and I think also. Not really traveled to New Orleans. I think, I think also. I think also a fellow sex worker. I think. Yeah, she they, they. She's not a sex worker. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't know. They do. They. Yeah. Well, there's one. I think she. I. I think it's implied that she of, is. There's. A I think she. Of oh, yeah, she's implied that she does some form of sex work. Yeah. See, um, nuances. I didn't get that. Um. So while she's while she's um while she's confiding in her friend um What's little her friend called uh like Marianne or something. Uh, yeah, oh, probably. Marianne. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> so little does she know that on on a um on a rose on the other side of the room oh yeah what the fuck what the fuck <laughs> on the other side of the room is a is a spire a spider a wireframe spider because they couldn't afford to uh finish the uh cgi on it if you could even say that this is cgi jamie what is oh. this um, you know um, a little bit about this. Is this like, is this what they present to him before? And they're like, "This is the finishing. It's, it looks. Off. It's going to cost it's, you another one hundred and fifty dollars." And he's like, "Yeah, Whoa. it looks. It looks like it looks like a clay mock-up of like a model. So it yes. looks like an, a CG animator has basically gone. Here is your stock off the shelf, basic like untextured spider. Yeah. Mm. Um, and <laughs> I can make it move like this. And Tansy's like, great, that's fine. Just leave it at leave it at that. <laughs> like it looks like it looks like something tall would literally be like, mm, I don't think this is good enough. Yeah. Um, but the thing is what happens in this next scene, I might the thing is I'll probably end up repeating myself later on and being like, this is the thing that makes the least sense in this whole movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think there's gonna be a lot of that. I think there's gonna be a lot of that. Um as Matt, you were just saying, this we cut to this shot of this wireframe, l- low res, low texture CG spider on a plant which, that has the credit. That has a credit, <laughs> which um, then does it crawl down onto the floor? No, I think it so, falls, so, doesn't it? No, we, yeah, but after the, the teardrops, so yeah. she cries. Wait, wait, wait. Her tit eyes cry. Yeah, so yeah, um, yeah. So she cries. Her tit eyes cry. Her, her, Which her, that sh- that shot is one of the most <laughs> amazing shots. But then, but then Danzig defies logic and also defies physics because while she's over the other side of the room and the shot has established that the flowers that the spider is sat on is on the other side of the room, her tit eyes cry, and it lands on the spider that is at yeah. least. At least social distancing lengths like, apart it's, from her. It's like some weird reverse Spider-Man. Yeah. Thing. So it like so her ra- her radioactive like tit eye tears <laughs> cry onto this spider, and the spider transforms into this. So it falls to the floor, and it has this transformation, which is not a terrible effect in terms of like when it's transforming from like one state <laughs> Sorry, to the other. Matt, have you own, did you say it wasn't that bad? It's, it's like the only movie you've ever watched in your life is Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he doesn't look far off Spawn. He looks like an albino Spawn. Um, there was a really old um, PlayStation 1 game called, uh, well, it wasn't really old. It was a PlayStation 1 game. Uh, uh, it's pretty old then. Called, called Spider. Um, and it was absolutely terrible and i implore anyone who is listening to this including you guys afterwards to look at that 
spider that they used for that PlayStation game and try and convince me afterwards that they didn't just take stock footage from that game and just put it in, into this film. <laughs> so it's terrible. After this, what happens next? So this, this thing grows um, and uh, turns into uh, an anthropomorphic spider man. Um, a man in a, in a gray suit with weird face paint and f- yeah. um, six papier-mâché yeah. arms. <laughs> the, the face dog- paint, the face paint. It's just so bad. And you look at him sometimes and you think, is that supposed to be a scar or is that supposed to be like some sort of like pin tash? One of the most endearing points of like, especially horror filmmaking when it's done on a low budget is what, and Jamie, you, you, you should know about this. What kind of blocking and what kind of camera angles can you use basically in order to hide how poor so, the production quality so is? So I've, I've not, so as a bit of background, I shoot adverts. I work in like commercial um, filmmaking. So Jamie's um, more outraged about this than anyone. <clears throat> and there's a lot of stuff, and I'm, I am not going to profess to be a narrative cinematographer or even go as far as calling myself a cinematographer. I think that's probably a little grandiose for the kind of things I shoot. Um, but a little. No, I shoot adverts that are on telly, but you know. <laughs> oh, here we go. Um, anyway. Um, Jamie sounds like a, the funny or die long haired businessman. Right there's, now. There's, there's a lot of stuff that you do when you are aware of the constraints of your budgets and location and set and project and you basically um make sure you show as little shit as possible if you know you've got a fucking corny dodgy costume you keep shots tight you keep shots close you keep you don't just go and show a fucking wide of the whole thing of this dude in a really (laughs) poor costume with papier mache arms and just throw them like wobbling around um you if you're gonna do that also it's also just bad horror storytelling because if you're gonna do that why is that payoff right at the beginning of this film yeah like it's not like it kind of makes sense because it's a short but no i think you can still it's it's a short it's it's a short but it's still half an hour Mm. like this isn't we're not talking about some like 10 minute thing where you've got to get your story beats real quick i do I'm, Um, i'm on your side thank you tom um and the fact that they're basically where the story progresses from here is literally just for some reason this is linked to now this even though she's awake at this point and the spider is here yeah it's then that when she goes to sleep the spider comes up and it doesn't make any sense yeah it's like some kind of like freddy Freddy krueger situation where when you fall asleep the spider becomes alive but the spider established that because it's supposed to be her id isn't it yeah it's like but where where does it establish this like there's no just it doesn't it, it just says it it just says a couple of like vague lines about like i'm your deepest desires etc and also like nothing happens when she falls asleep it's the furthest it could be from her deepest desires like nothing in it is erotic for her she hates him instantly yeah and there's there's no there's no allusion to like the fact that she even has any of these desires it's not like she's yeah. like seen their fucking jack in it to some like murder porn or something and it's like oh no i cannot do this and then oh, goes to been... sleep and then a fucking it jumps out and it's like well i'm gonna do this yeah well, it would have been i'm gonna do it for you i'm gonna do it for you because i am evil spider man it would have been understandable um, and we're gonna say that a lot but it would have been understandable if they at least established like she had some 
anger towards her flatmate or she had some anger towards that guy and that yeah, guy if, is one of the people who got killed so like maybe if although you could understand if that's that whole scene that dude basically nearly rapes her yeah like if, and then you could understand it if if that he went was, after, what was to happen he went is after if, her. yes is if the spider Not went after him, that yeah. guy yeah which yeah. it doesn't or say her and then flatmate. later on it's her not my problem. I don't know where the yeah. fuck he's gone. Yeah, her yeah. flatmate comes in and is very dismissive. I only kill sexy women. Yeah, so her flatmate comes in and is very dismissive of what happened. It's like you're overreacting. Then I would understand the reason for why, why the, the spider would go after her flatmate. But mm. she never does anything wrong. She seems to be quite... Um, she seems to be quite understanding. She, she so, appears like three times and is just nice and supportive to her and then gets her neck broken for that. Yeah, so... We, right, yeah. So... We need to... We need moving to, on. We need to carry yeah. on. Yeah, so she... she uh, where does spider's she go here. after that? Yeah, Spider's so here. So if like, I... The fridge. About. Um, so yeah, the, spider- the best line... <laughs> I feel like this is... Um, it, Tom, is this the question that you ask yourself many a time throughout the day? Every morning. Literally yeah. every morning. So she Nuke. falls. So apparently she falls asleep. Although it's never really established that she's falling asleep, and this is why the reason this this creature is coming out. But she, her flatmate, goes to the fridge um, in order to look for a beverage, and she has two choices. Probably the most difficult question she's ever going to ask herself, which is, Tom, it's milk or beer. So yeah, so Tom's asked himself that many a time. So she she comes. No, to... uh, no. Oh, Sunny D. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she goes to the fridge, gets herself a milk or a beer. Do we ever actually find out what she goes for in the end? Well, um, I'd so. like to think that she she would go for uh, milk, the Watson Wonder and have milk and beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a that's a isn't that a Doctor Feelgood song? <laughs> So she gets she gets attacked That's by milk and alcohol. Yeah, she gets attacked by the spider. Who his mo is to break necks. Um, there's no there's no real like reason he, for that being. His, no, there's no like, one thing to go he, for. He shows up, says some creepy words. Not even creepy. Says some like but creepy. I can like, understand in, what the fuck she he was but, saying. No, Touch, but he says it's touches like touches her head a lot. Yeah, it's like incel creepy. Does. I was about to say yeah. does this and then touch my face, but this is an audio medium. Yeah. Um, um, and touches then, her her eye nipples as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is That's, which is obviously an extra on the set, like say Glenn going like, okay, so the spider literally does actually only have two hands because it's a human actually, um, and his other ones they're not real. So we need it to look like he has more hands and they're doing things. So can you go up behind the porn star and just like caress but, her eye nipples a bit but this goes back into the thing that we were discussing about the way you shoot it like if you have tight close-ups you can have other people's hands doing things like you the way yeah you, you can it. you can fake you can cheat all of that quite yeah, simply some wars. Um, instead- one one of one of my main takeaways from this is that i don't understand how badly it was done given the fact that i have i know from both personal experience and having watched various things you can make stuff look good on no money like yeah. it's very simple you just have to know your limitations and mm-hmm. and can work with work with the location and um equipment that exactly. you have and look at avatar well yeah exactly that was <laughs> made for about what ten thousand dollars <laughs> 
Yes. Right. So now we're what happens in between her friend's neck getting broken and the next girl getting broken. So, so I, I think second best line in this film. I think I think if we microanalyze the entire every single plot bit, because this basically yeah. what happens now is the same thing again, like two more times. She tries yeah. to not go to sleep. She eventually goes to sleep. Falls Someone asleep. else gets murdered yeah. in exactly the same way. The, for someone that isn't supposed to be falling asleep, is aware that she should consciously not be falling asleep. She's literally spending the majority of the film falling and, asleep. And because also there's no, there's no communication about the passage of time at all. So mm. it looks, it feels like it's all shot in the same night. night. And because he's doing this whole thing where it's like, oh, it's, it's, it's like a, some like city of whatever where it's not even that it's like perpetually night or anything but you're never shown it in the daytime yeah it's like some kind of like um everyone's conducting all their business um at like midnight for some reason um it permanently seems like it's the same time so it looks like she's just basically just going around having naps in like different <laughs> places and um the yeah. next main bit is when she finds herself um, goes to a cinema yeah she falls asleep Someone else dies. She knows this has happened, and then he's like, "Oh no, I need to stay awake." And then, like, but now the pub, now the public are aware that le neck breaker. So did you notice the fan in the back of the yeah. uh, of the cinema, oh, that... which is which is kind of cute. Like uh, that that's like the joy oh, of filmmaking, which is where you have yeah. to like use certain things to um, but you don't show it. Like if you need to have yeah. like Jack at the front of the Titanic with like yeah water like blowing all over him you don't pull back and show some like guy in the like background blowing water over him like, also why... did, did did any of you catch the the mic pack that was taped to her thigh yeah like so no. she's so she's scantily scantily clad throughout the entire film so there's limited places as to where they can put her mic pack but if you are essentially going to upskirt your main actress while she's walking up the stairs you at least get rid off. of the fucking it's, mic pack. i don't know it's for the thing is though the majority of the shots they were close enough for, for her to boom her so i don't know <laughs> is that you for me why she was <laughs> no no um, oh boom. sorry boom boom mic <laughs> okay so sorry, we have to go. Push. We actually do have to go back. We have to go back before talking about this cinema scene. We have to talk about the second neck break. Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like is this is going to be. Is that the one with the police finder? Yeah. I feel like this is going to be a two-part episode. <laughs> like we're Matt, really going to tell you. You you have to. You said this is the second best line of the story, mm. where the neck breaker who presents himself as some gentleman of the night. Uh, yeah, it gets a bit like the Jack shadows. the Ripper-ish. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's not, but stands it's not in the shadows shot behind well. Like, a he, stand, he stands in an alley, and there's a, a sex worker standing on the corner, and he basically is like, hello, my darling, how are you? Can I please have sex with you? And <laughs> Then she has this so let's get into conversation. He's a, he's a man of taste because he wants a very specific thing. Yeah. Uh, Kiss me, my dear, for I will reveal my croissant. <laughs> but <laughs> what, what doesn't, he, doesn't he straight up say that he's going to break her neck? And then she's no, like, prior to that, he says, he wants something. She's very like, specific. what do you want? What, what, what do you want? What do you want? What's to your do? pleasure? Yeah. Um, well, first, <laughs> I want to bend over right here and fuck you in the ass. And she replies with... Which he does not do. Yeah, she, yeah, he doesn't even get that far. Like, he, he, she replies with, ass fuck is my specialty. 
um, which I am well aware is a leftover line from Brokeback Mountain, I assume. But, uh, but yeah, so, so he then proceeds to go after her. And then Doesn't... he says he wants to break her neck. And she's yeah, like, yeah. oh, right. He wants to feel your that. neck break. And then it hard cuts to the girl and she goes, no. Um, but I just, yeah, I don't, I don't get where, I don't get any of this. So anyway, yeah. So to attack this, <laughs> it just happens, and oh yeah, and then we and then we come to the guys. So we've been ripping hard on these poor, poor porn actresses um, and their acting abilities, but the real criminals in terms of acting is definitely the men. The men. And I don't want to get all a bit red pill here because, um, like whilst I feel bad for the women, I feel especially bad for the men because I think that they, I've looked at their IMDb profiles and they are actually proper actors, whether it is their bad. Really? Or, or Judging the, on those performances, yeah. I would argue against that. Yeah. But after this, at least, at least the women in this film are going to have jobs to go back to. I mean, there'll be hand jobs and blowjobs, but like this is, there will always be hand jobs and blowjobs. Yeah. But this is, this is the dude's actual work, is they are full-on actors, and this does nothing for anyone. Um, I, don't think, I don't think this is career-killing for any actor. It's just a bad movie that people will forget about and joke, joke about that they were in. I don't think the kind of things that those people are making are going to be any higher caliber than, well, than this. So I can't see them not being cast so, for stuff just because they were in this. Let's cut back to uh, the cinema again, where so the, uh, this is this scene, I think could potentially be throughout for the, for the entirety of the movie, the most uncomfortable scene to watch. Yeah. I don't know. I'd uh, say, um, I'd say that's not, but that's not through any kind of like, it's definitely not the worst shot or lit scene. Oh no, um, if anything, it's, it's one of the best. <laughs> yes, but pure content-wise, and who thought this would be a good idea? Danzig, obviously. Um, <laughs> is just beyond me, because it's just such... I know, you, I know it's difficult trying to... Basically, the, obviously, the gist of the scene is she goes to the cinema, it's, like, it's a um, porn cinema, and there's like a porn film playing on there and obviously there's about four that's pe- me on screen <laughs> that's about there's about well, there's, there's like four, four people in there including her there's three other men that are sitting in like various points but in front of and behind her two of them are sitting she, together <laughs> yeah two of them. um hey bro do you want to go crack one out um and, and they, um, she they all seem in. to have the same idea like well like yeah, none of them yeah, are about what they're gonna do but prior to they, that the is there and she's watching this sex film. And then as she's starting to doze off again, I mean, ridiculous. She's constantly <laughs> asleep in this movie. Um, she's like, what does she say? Like, what is this? What they do is make sex and starts to, and she just keeps on repeating that as, as she starts to doze off again. But like, as soon as she falls asleep, the three men surrounding her instantly like, stand up and start to ass- assault her. So like, 
like yeah, literally on the, the dot of she closes her eyes and goes to sleep and then they all stand up now is that like, chance <laughs> no now is a moment we can fill up this sexy lady and um it is just i couldn't believe what i was watching really because i know it's very difficult to you can't tastefully portray any kind of like sexual assault or rape or anything like that in film and it, if it is in um in a film or tv thing it has to be it's very difficult to portray it and it has to be done for genuine necessary story purposes yeah. just randomly throwing in some like attempted rape into the middle of this film which <laughs> basically just after and after after about 30 seconds of this happening and again it's another classic the take is way too long yeah, and it's like yeah. it's it's lingers on this one guy just like slowly like placing his hands like around her neck and like on her chest um and then eventually she kind of like wakes up and he's like oh no i must leave and then kind of like walks away and then one of the guys she, says she just like saunters off yeah she saunters off and one the guy that was very slowly up, leaves the cinema <laughs> very slowly leaves the cinema and the guy that was touching up just says like it's either like where are you going or get back come here. back yeah. come back which is like, what do you think she's going to fucking say? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. I found it. Continue, continue like, to rape me. Yeah, the please. most hateful, misogynistic thing I've seen in a very long time. So yeah. we, then, we then find out. I genuinely, I genuinely don't think Danzig views women in any other way than. In any other capacity. Just like purely do. sexual objects that he can portray however he feels yeah so we so we we then find out that the killer has been christened um and he is initially christened by the reporter some like not so very anachronistic in terms of a where this is supposed to be set and when this is supposed to be set because for some reason danzig seems to think that news reporters still wear the um like the trilby hat with the uh yeah it's it's some like (laughs) just wait till the commissioner hears about this one one. see i'm gonna Uh, i'm gonna break this story wide open (laughs) yeah so we then we then find out that this this killer has been christened um and they Put real emphasis in on that. And then um, it's really hammered home in the next scene when she <laughs> ends up going to a cafe. So she has the right idea. She's going to get herself oh, this caffeined is just up. The worst. Um, probably, probably. In terms not of continuity, this is one of the worst. Probably not on delicious dark arts coffee. But, uh, but <laughs> um, getting that check. Uh, but she walks in, and I don't know whether anyone else noticed the fact that the way that the sign is spelt for cafe. So. It's shot from the perspective of inside. There's no establishing shots throughout this whole um, production. So you there, can't there really are of the tell... cinema. You get, a, you get an establish of the cinema. Yeah, you can't really tell where you are geographically. So she just goes into this coffee shop, sits down in front of a coffee that's already there. That's already there. That's, that's already there. On the window, it says cafe, but it says cafe customer facing. So if you look at it from outside, it says, it says FAC. So when you when you walk towards the cafe, it's not actually yeah, it's not actually the right way around. But in in here, so she gets into this cafe. It's still nighttime, and mm. and I didn't quite get this bit. Does she she goes she has another nap, doesn't she? Uh, no, she doesn't nap in the no. and she doesn't nap in the cafe. So she gets in there. She sits down. There's a ca- there's a coffee already there. Dude, bro, walks up. Um, another terrible actor with a terrible French accent who um, who insists on. I assume he is he 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 drives at home that 
the neck breaker is real and these things are actually going on yeah. and it's not just dreams. Um, so she sits down. He, he offers her a refill of a coffee that she didn't have. She and tells... No, sorry, this doesn't work at all. So he comes up, says we're closing, but then offers her a refill rather than trying to get her out of a coffee that doesn't belong to her. She's just sat down and then turns around and says, no, I'm leaving. Having only just walked in about 30 seconds earlier, and I assume that the reason why she went to the cafe was to get a coffee in order to stay awake. She then proceeds to pay for the coffee that she had none of, nor ordered initially, and then walks out. So I just, I don't see, right, yeah, we need, to, we need to move along because we are really digging deep into this film. So she gets back to, she gets back to her flat. Um, there's been no, uh, like, taping off of the crime scene because I assume that her flatmate died whilst they, whilst they were in the flat. Um, so everything's business as usual, but she started to realize that she is the reason for this. So it does have a little bit of a narrative arc in the fact that she then overdoses. Yeah. Eventually. Um, yeah. So she has, she, she tries to overdose in order to, um, in order to kill off this thing that's taking over her life. What, what is the reason for the police being there? Like what, what, um, so, so the very French police show she... up with their little, um, yeah, yeah. She, the little she, call, she calls. She calls the cops, doesn't she? Does she call? She, does, the cops? she just yeah, because she she plans it all, doesn't she? Yeah. Right. Okay. She this is again suicide, this is, and then this. But this is the oh, most. This is this is masterclass part. writing. Then maybe I'm just not up to the task. This is nothing makes sense from this moment onwards, like at all. Mm. So the spider, <laughs> the spider <laughs> manifests manifests again but she hasn't fallen asleep at this point she's, she's dozing in and out she's yeah, th this is yeah. this is what's confusing about the spider because it does this like we said before it does this spiel about i only appear when you are asleep and prey on the people and it, but it just randomly yeah. appears when she's awake as well and just chats to her yeah and prior to that he's banging some chick oh yeah uh, I don't even remember. So, this. Oh yeah, because yeah. then he's like, then because he's like talking to her from a different place. Whilst and then suddenly he arrives because he's like complaining, like, "No, don't you try and take this away from me, whatever." Yeah. So they show um, up um, very gingerly, um, knock down the door. I, the only thing I can imagine yeah. is that was actually Danzig's front door. And he's like, you know, we've got to get this shot, man. But if you fucking, if you bust my door open, you can fucking pay for kick it. Your so, ass. They're, yeah, <laughs> so, they're just, so they're just very lightly tapping this, like, whatever the fuck it is, into the door. Although on the reverse shot of it, you can actually see the scoring on the door of where it's supposed to bust through. Um, oh, God. Uh, and then the French, the French police officers managed to bust in um, and they are confronted with... An albino, albino, albino spider, and which they are, spider. which they are, who doesn't move, who doesn't move, but they are remarkably like stoic about the fact they've just seen like a six foot tall anthropomorphic spider man, like <laughs> yeah. raping a woman and in the process of murdering someone, and they basically just give it the same thing as they would do to like any mugger or, and just point their guns at him as they freeze. Stay where you are. <laughs> Did any of you notice that when he, just before the police break in, 
um, there's a shot of the spider like looking at the door, like, oh, fucking no. Um, Are we talking about the upward shot? It's a full body shot. So you can see a massive where his where his genitalia should be in the suit is a massive tear. Oh, there's a hole. There's a huge hole. A huge hole. Why? 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 Why would you, you could do so many th- repairs? Probably because you didn't want to. You just don't. Dan's do probably that said, shot. "Don't get yeah. out of the suit. Don't get out of the suit well, all day." So if you need to go to the toilet, either piss in the suit or use your imagination. That, apparently, it took hours to get that guy in makeup every day. Like actual, probably because he didn't want like, to. I think like no, no, leave me alone. I do not want to be in this film. Um. Uh, yeah, apparently it took like, I think it was like four or five hours of makeup every day for that. Um, but the thing is, like, you just wouldn't do the shot. If you've got this Find thing... some way of doing it. There's a fucking... He's got, he's got a blown out crotch in his spider suit. Um, you would, would just be like, all right, well, let's do a different angle then. Let's work out where, where else we can shoot this from because... Yeah. The fuck are you doing? So it ends with these French police officers just completely bodying this spider with um with their little <laughs> with their little pistols. Um, do, 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 do. And do we do we any do we find any? Uh, what is the outcome of Dejet? Does she does she make it through? Does she? No, she dies. Oh, she's she's out of it. So surely she yeah. surely they she overdoses. So surely she they wouldn't have need to have shot the spider anyway. Because the spider would have died with her. Oh, this is yeah. this is why it's such bullshit story. Right. Okay. So, would you recommend this story to anyone? No. Let's let's mark this uh, story out of ten. I'm I'm going to give many, it how many the, tit eyes? I'm I'm going to give it the official out of ten rating that it currently has on IMDb, which what is, is one point one point nine. <sighs> and okay, comparatively with the other two, I'm going to give this. I'm going to say this Two. is the second best. Yeah. That's I was like saying it's the, it's the, the middle worst. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we come to the end of that and then Morella shows back up um, and she has the tit eyes in her hands. Um, and she, she doesn't goes, know what to do with them. Yeah. And she goes, yeah, because she's been given no direction by this is, I think directing is one of those jobs where it's like, it's difficult to define when it's done so well, because it's like, you, you, it's one almost one of those invisible jobs because if it's done really well, you don't realize how bad it can be. Whereas now I un- fully understand by how poorly Danzig kind of curates these shots and this pacing of it. It's it's quite simple and it's like I'm not a director, but it is from what I know and from that. Um, it's quite simple in the fact that it's just you just need to know what you want and you yeah. need to know how things are going to pan out if if a director has any second thoughts about stuff or kind of doesn't quite know how a scene's supposed to be what action's supposed to happen how people are supposed to deliver their lines what the motivation is all that kind of stuff it is very fucking obvious straight away much in and, the same way that characters need motivation from a directing standpoint, shots have to have motivation. Editing has to have motivation. Yeah. Pacing has to have motivation. And when, you, and when your cinematographer, director, and writer are the same person yes. who also clearly has no clue about filmmaking, um, it's a worrying, worrying thing. And I think that... I just, I just still... I think the whole thing is just... It's just one massive Danzig 
fucking stroking his own ego just having a big horror wank about what he thinks is cool yeah um and and that's that's it and it like we were saying before it makes me um really really uh, take back a lot of the respect I had for what he'd been doing previously. Um, obviously, a lot of it was still kind of corny anyway, like him standing around shirtless with wolves and <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, but it kind of had like a kind of fun element to it. But now he's just some old dude who thinks things are creepy that clearly aren't. And it's just really, it's, it's embarrassing. Mm. I feel sorry for him that he genuinely thinks that this is this is good. Yeah. So, it, right. So we're up to the second story, which I think is probably my favorite out of them. The, sec- the um, second one is, is the best out of all of them, but not for, I, I, th- I don't think it's the best for what the story actually is. I think it's the best purely for about two of the side characters and like some of their scenes. How the grisly. actual Pretty grisly. The, 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 the core of like the main, I think the main character in this is utter garbage. Um, yeah, and but who is the main character? Like, because there has to be a perspective. Okay, character. fine, fine. The antagonist. Like protagonist, the antagonist. An antagonist. But neither of them share. Neither have. Neither of them have enough plot in order to feel one way or the other about them. Well, no, I think. I think the like the basically the um the gist of this one is you've got a disfigured stripper who is murdering women and cutting off their faces so that she can wear their faces to cover up her. I think it's like burns. Yeah, it's yeah. some nondescript yeah. so it's, it's nothing. It's, it's not really, nothing. yeah, it's not really that bad. There's like some minor makeup on her sort of cheeks and like upper face where she's got like, it's like she's, she's got some like burns or scars from some kind of accident. Yeah. And this has caused her to seek out attractive women cut their faces off no attractive where's their f- well in fact whatever seek out, seek out women cut their faces affordable off. women <laughs> cut their faces off women and either wear, wear the faces or hang their faces up on this weird little budget looking altar on her wall in in yeah. her in her room and then she talks to them and refers to them as her pretties, which I think is fucking corny as hell. Yeah. yeah. So she, um, she, so it opens with a, a very, a very good actress um, walking down the road, uh, this dimly lit street, uh, and then suddenly out of nowhere is a lady who appears from behind, um, wearing what ostensibly looks to be some kind of mask because um, it has the lines around the eyes. <laughs> she just looks really tired. But like, she really lethargic. Yeah, but she informs this lady that she's um she's here to take her face, to which she responds with a very believable line, "My face, my face? not my face." <laughs> what do you want uh, with other, my face? Other than that, she doesn't offer up any other protestation at all. She doesn't really. No, she, she seems to just let it happen. Ready. If that was me yeah. and someone showed up <laughs> in a dark alley saying, <laughs> saying 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 I want I'm going to take your face, I would either be like. I'm fucking off and sprinting <laughs> in the opposite direction. Well, fucking take she it, wasn't, then, Paul. She wasn't like, like she wasn't cornered. Come on, Paul. You fucking yeah. want some, Paul? Do you? And like, <laughs> then you like headbutt him. You want my face? I want your fucking face. <laughs> but she yeah, wasn't. Exactly. She wasn't cornered or anything. No, she wasn't. Um, she was just stood up against a wall. There was yeah. clearly a path. She could have ran. Carrying on, you could have just legged it. Yeah, um, but she obviously um, the. Antagonist? Are we calling her the antagonist? I think she. We're calling her the antagonist. She's called. She's called the. 
Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mystery Girl has obviously learned how to teleport or something. So it doesn't matter where you're standing. She'll instantly be in your face. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as soon as she just wants your face. Hard cuts. And I understand that. Like, you can use that in terms of, like, cutting because you have, like, the Edgar Wright thing of, like, you see the knife swish across and then that indicates yeah. that some but not action... But not when someone's closing distance or yeah. moving around because it gives a sense that they can move at a 1,000 miles an hour. Or yeah. like Tom said, teleport. So it hard <laughs> cuts... It's literally like... And she's there. So it hard cuts to what looks like she's holding is a pancake. Because it has, it, has, it has eye holes and a mouth hole. Has no nose holes or any indication that there was a nose there. Or any eyebrows. Is it... Is it, is it uh, this might come later on, but there's a scene where you actually see her cut the face off. Remove of, the face. Remove the face. And again, the actor, the actor that is um, <laughs> having their face cut off is... Not we, we like you really would imagine. Mean. You would imagine if they're if you're having your case face cut off, you'd be kicking and screaming and like it's mm. horrendously painful. No one seems to protest. No, they'd kind of just like yeah. oh oh no oh oh oh. Like no, they in, drop uh, the French accent. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Oh, we're not like, oh, oh no, they're in yeah. like mild discomfort as this person drags this clearly like blunt plastic knife, a Rambo knife, leaving a trail of what can only be described as raspberry jam over their forehead. <laughs> Um, and just drawing this like red line around their face. Um, but you'd think that if that was happening to someone, you would be, you'd be all over the shop. After that, we then hard cut to a strip club, uh, which Danzig broke into at four o'clock in the morning when no one was, uh, was no one there to... Uh, this is actually protest. on location as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, did, you, did you notice who the, um, who the door guy was? Of, uh, of the strip club. Doyle. No, better than that. Um, was, it, was it Jerry only? No, it was, <laughs> it was the door guy um, at the strip club was none other than X-Pac. Oh, fuck. What? Really? Yeah, did you not notice? Really? No. Yeah, so the, uh, the door guy is uh, part of Generation X. Um, oh, man. I thought, I thought you were a big fan of Generation X, Tom. Yeah, I am. Unbelievable. Well, can you please define? Obviously, not good enough. Um, yeah, can you please can you please define what big fan is? So <laughs> it was none other than the Sean Waltman. That is the man, the man, the myth, the legend. So we so we then find out that this person who has been taking these faces is a killer. But this is where it. Uh, or is rather a, a stripper. This is where it breaks down for me and makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. I mean, we've already said that before, but so she's she's a stripper who's scarred, who steals the faces of other people to strip with, so she can be attractive again. But then when she strips, she covers she her face. covers her face with a bin bag, and she only uses the other faces when she commits murders. Yeah, and she she never, her face never changes either. It's still her face. Yeah, yeah, so and I mean, she that, basically just wants the skin to cover up. And her judging scars. by the the quality of the props of the face, the, these like removed faces they use, they're very. It looks like really thin, like latex. Like yeah, you would assume that an actual the torn off entire top layer of skin would be like a good half centimetre or so 
thick and like a fleshy yeah. lump. It literally just looks like a plastic bag. And it's it very cover bad. her like her first degree burns. And yeah. it, it would have it would have made sense narratively to towards the conclusion <laughs> of the story if it had in some way changed the look of her face. Because then it would also if, would have led to some kind of surprise, which I think Danzig is most of, is supposed to be trying to make you go all oh, chilling kind of thing at the end. But there was nothing. But to that doesn't set happen. Up. Yeah, there was nothing all to the, set up why that would be like. Literally, uh, the the rest of the, the the rest of the story for this is she murders a couple more people. Police find out. They go on about how there's been loads of murders, and then <laughs> they you're... track her down to the strip club. A police officer chases her around a bit, and then she escapes. I think you're slightly oversimplifying the nuances of these stories, James. Oh, don't get me wrong. So <laughs> this is this is this is the best. I'm just giving a general description, real quick, before we dive into it. Yeah. So um, this has some of the best elements of any of them. Yeah. So because the main, the you forget the main twist, and the main twist is that she was Emily Strange all along. <laughs> so. <laughs> So after this, we, we, it's established that she is a stripper and she's using these faces in order to continue her very successful job as a stripper. Um, and she's, been, she, she's called the mystery girl because she hides her face. Why? I, I don't know. Terrib- terrible name. Yeah, it would does make she live there? Does she live there or does she just work there and has like her own like... Don't know, because there's, there's no establishing shots of anything. So I don't know where it's taking place. Is, is, the, is the place where she has all of her dead skin masks, is that in her yeah. flat? And apparently, yeah. how many times she's done it? 13 times, but there's only like six. Six, yeah. No, nah, we, like we can let her get away with that. Maybe she's been doing it for a while and they've kind of like rotted away, which is why, which would make sense why she needs to get new ones, which is why she keeps on doing it. Yeah. Well, but she doesn't I preserve them very well, does she? No, I think we're probably putting way more thought behind this than Dantic did, yeah. to be honest. Um, so, but then we're introduced to probably the greatest, <laughs> greatest, the greatest character in cinema history. <laughs> yeah, this is this is dumbfounding in many ways. Um, I love this man. I don't. I don't even know what was his name. Did he? Did he have a name? Does he have a character is it, name? Is it, is it Hank? Detective. I'm pretty sure it was Hank. Yeah. So we're introduced <laughs> to um, to Hank. a couple of a couple of de- detectives and a police officer. You don't look like detectives. They literally look like they're no. they're weirdly wearing Just like guys. They're wearing like black. The tie suits. is properly like not done up properly. Like the bro does not they, know how to do a Windsor knot. They, no, I they think look, that's intentional. To make it look like he was, you know, like but the, uh, the suit, working the, hard. The suits look like the kind of suits like a seventeen-year-old wears to their first ever wedding. But he acts like a <laughs> parent suit. Well, like, yeah, it's just yeah. Like, really like loose-fitting. Like um, it does not look like a police officer at all. So it, the the shot is of their like them at the scene, the crime scene, and the first thing he asks is, "What have we got?" And he's looking right <laughs> yeah. at it, and that that's fine because you know he might be seeking more detail as to what he's actually got on his hands right here. So they then start to explain what he's got on his hands. Yeah. After they've explained that, he then asks, where's her face? <laughs> like, no, they go like, they go, they go cause of death. Um, what was it? Loss of blood, loss of blood and, um, and shock. So you mean her fucking face was cut off, which you can actually see from where you're standing. That is probably um, the reason why she's dead. Um, isn't this when they've got this horrible like split diopter shot going on as well when then like her face yeah, is in yeah. focus and then they're in focus <laughs> at the back really far away yeah and uh, yeah 
and it looks shit. So what do we got? Oh, it's it's pretty grisly, sir. <laughs> How grisly? Pretty grisly. Um, so <laughs> we've got this. We've got this. Uh, kind of lower level police officer making wild assumptions throughout yeah. the entire thing like i don't i i don't know how police procedures work but i'm pretty sure that that's not generally like how it would go they would just cordon off the area for the detectives to come in and do their own police work not have someone going we've got no witnesses no leads no motive like that's probably not yeah. for that particular person to be coming up with um but just the, <laughs> just like just in terms of the acting, like oh, I don't know uh, the what... guy the guy playing Hank is a fucking master. So he's, like... he knows what he's doing. So yeah. he's in at least yeah. late, so thirty five to late thirties actor who uh, do you I think assume he's that has... young? Uh, he's, he's 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 in his early forties, mate. Early yeah, to mid forties. So um, so he is an older gentleman. He does need... homeboy's like Madonna old. Yeah, <laughs> he does not need to. He does not need to act old or put on anything in order to be convincing as an old person. But for some reason, he just launches into like putting on when you're when you're a little kid and you're playing detective with other people. You put on like a, a gruff voice in order to to convince people that you are inhabiting this character but yeah. he does not need to do that so whether Someone that was authority yeah whether that was his choice or whether that was danzig's choice like i can't yeah i can't oh, great fathom. another psychopath on the loose now that is the wildest assumption of the whole thing yeah he's heard no motive there's no motive there's no witnesses nothing and he's gone great just another psychopath, psychopath killer on the loose it could have been a mob killing for all we know yeah like they she could, have could have done it yeah it could have been but, in yeah but also at this point isn't it in like it's like one or two murders next when they're like they the number like oh there's been like four, 13 of these before so even at this point where there'd been 11 of them they would, yeah. Why, they would have why had would some inclination that there was like a, tr a trend of like there's a person cutting off faces. Unless it's so his first like... day on the job, um, but I, I assume he probably would have been briefed. Like you know, just to let you know, there's been fucking twelve other people who have had exactly the same like afflictions, which is they're having their fucking face removed. But yeah, yeah he just seems to be none the wiser. So he's obviously just watched like one single episode of Judge Rinder. <laughs> so he's um so yeah so the he comes back it comes back to her and now i just i can't remember because again there's no establishing shot so there is a, a lady with blonde hair who is the next victim um of mystery girl of mystery girl um and she are you were you familiar with this actress by the way no because she's she, she the reason I know her is because it's creepy as you fuck. You can say you can say porn, Matt. No, 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 it's not porn. So YouTuber afterwards, her name's I think it's Courtney Stoddard. It's erotic cinema, Jamie. Um, yeah. and she it's called Art House, Jamie. Um, and she is European. she's yeah, she's famous because she is a somewhat of a reality TV star because she married someone, a, a very famous actor, I can't remember his name, but I think he was in something like Goonies or, or something. But he, she, she was 18 
and he was like 47 or something crazy and they got married and she's like proper <laughs> Tom's nodding away like nice um yeah like full-on facial injections and but when you watch interviews with her she, she like she doesn't act like a human being she acts like an alien that's come down and put on a human being costume and like just like she just sits there and like keeps pouting and then kind of like rearranging her face into a different pout. wait hang on so the way how she is introduced to us is mystery girl knocks on the door and yeah, she I didn't call maintenance started, today says, hey who Who's is there? it? I'm in here. Yeah. Who's there? I'm in here. <laughs> I didn't call maintenance today, which instantly for me, I was just like, why is she constantly calling maintenance like every day? What's wrong with her flat? So, and then it, yeah. And then it, 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 oh, yeah, it was, what's it, what did she say then? Is it, Something it, like, uh, I'm here to it, take your face again. Um, Sure, be a shame. Oh, that's a nice face you have. Sure, would be a shame if someone was to take that face off. Like, it's like, yeah, like Nick Cage. Like, I'm gonna take your face off. Um, but then this is where you actually get to see her handiwork take place. And this boils down again to the way you shoot it. So it's a, it's a sharp close up of her scoring the outside of her face. No struggle as well. Um, so he, she kind of runs up to her and grabs her and tackles her to the floor. There's no, there's no punching. This, is, or this is the scene where you see the knife going like across. Yeah, her and the forehead. raspberry jam. The, um, the raspberry jam Mata comes out. Um, but then it doesn't like you could do like interesting things. Like you could show like a very very tight close up of like the seam of where he's cut and like pulling the flesh away. But it doesn't. It just hard cuts to the latex prop very loosely sitting on her face which he just so awkward. Pull, which she just pulls off and then yeah um, i do th i do think though one of the very minor saving graces is i think the makeup they had whoever they had that did the makeup or the sfx makeup for the muscle the exposed muscle and stuff underneath the flesh was kind of okay yeah it was it like wasn't terrible. actually it wasn't really shit and i know that there's a lot of things in the film to compare it against which are garbage so probably make it look a bit better but it was like it had the muscle it had the muscle it had like it muscle had the, fiber yeah. it like had that shiny kind of like it wasn't it really looked like hellraiser it looked like frank from hellraiser yeah yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but it was it was all right yeah so and then our favorite person comes back again um, he's hot on the case. Um, it's the oh second killing. It, there's no establishment of time, so this we can't tell whether this happened. The oh, this is after, after. This is after another strip scene. Oh yeah, there's another. There's another. There's Very a second strip scene. Unnecessary. Where she goes. She goes back to the strip club and strips for a bit. She doesn't so, even strip. She does this weird thing with her cape. Oh, what's the, oh, yeah, what's the arms? Oh yeah, the, that thing. Yeah. <laughs> We're so just just uh, anyone listening. Oh, three of We're you. flapping um, about like mania. There's a when she when she strips, she does this. She's wearing a cape, and she does this weird thing where she like twirls. It's, and well, don't do it! Don't like, do it! Oh, don't! I don't want to watch you do it, Jimmy, because I will get off instantly. Yeah, it's, it's she twirls a cap. the cape. We say it's a like, cape. These, it's like, a bin bag, but it's like but it's like a figure of eight kind of pattern, um, yeah. and it's the only move she does. 
Yeah. And that's so all she, she needs. Like, she struts up on stage, flails around like some kind of oh, lunatic. Maybe. Oh, maybe we do that figure of eight. <laughs> um, also, also, like, I find, and I've, I, someone made this joke before, so I am stealing it a little bit, but, like, I find the idea, as a side note, I find the idea of strip clubs generally a little bit weird. Like, I'm not certain behind the thinking of, like, a load of like seemingly super hetero dudes wanting to go and sit in a room and all get boners at the same time. Like, is that a topic of conversation when you're like, Hey bro. So do you want to go sit in this dark room with a bunch of women and like be real close to each other and all, all get an erection? Like, I have never been to a strip club. I've been to two strip clubs. <laughs> and one, I imagine I'm one in London. Um, yeah. and then one in Derby. Um, <laughs> and this was um, so this will all do the figure. Oh, was the Derby one with um? Was this will mean nothing to yeah. This will mean was nothing to with, anyone. This will mean with Ben Ben Ward and Ben and Simon and Andrew. Yeah, this will mean nothing to anyone who's listening to this who doesn't know our close knit friends. But I used to be in a indie band, um, and we had a show cancelled. I can't remember where we were supposed to be playing, but we ended up staying with a friend in Derby because that was the nearest person that we knew in the, in the town like adjacent um and we ended up going to a strip club um and our singer at the time had just gone for a really bad breakup with his uh with his then girlfriend so we thought that the best probably the best possible thing we could do was take him out for a night on the town in derby and go to a strip club in which we managed to pay for a lap dance for him um but we didn't have any money apart from genuine shrapnel so one penny and two penny coins and the lap dance was 10 pounds so we lit so this is no joke i can't believe they didn't kick us the fuck out um but we paid for a strip with one penny and two penny coins like to to the to the sum of 10 pounds and put it in their hands and he got the, he, he got he got you- the products that he paid for why did you have so much change on you i have no yeah. idea um why did you have so much bronze but then i ended up yeah. because obviously they if you've not been to a strip club the 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 business model is they sit down with you and they talk to you for a while um and they uh and they obviously you know charang you into yeah to doing to getting you to buy a, a lap dance from them so i ended up spending i think there's that much haranguing going on yeah they spent they spent one of them spent the entire night sitting next to me to which the crux of our conversation was um which she's like oh, so where you're from i'm like i'm from suffolk she's like i'm from what are your hobbies uh, yeah. she's like i'm from essex and i was like my mum's from essex and then i realized <laughs> what i was saying i love you <laughs> yeah um and it all sprang from there so we get to this so our, our best mate shows up again um and for some obscure reason that oh. defies logic the 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 investigation the investigator who's with her with him a lady manages to find a business card <laughs> on the floor wait step back because <laughs> these guys these guys are now acting so annoyed like it's a massive chore what is going on in this movie so hank's there with his superior i think and the superior doesn't know what the fuck's going on yeah. and they're both acting like sort of like cop bros like frat kids at like a, a party where someone's just od'd and they're like <laughs> 
I, I don't know what to do. Uh, what, what the fuck are we supposed to be doing right now? But um, yeah, so they find they find a um they find a business card because sh- strippers have business cards, and this business card is is for a is is for a uh, a tit joint. I think they refer to it or as a titty bar or something. Um, yeah, and <laughs> so first of all, who carries? Who carries their business card? Where was she storing you, it as well? If, you, if you're going um, out murdering, like, yeah, and, and she's done it plenty of times before, yeah. And second, although there is a, a there's there's this theory with like serial killer stuff that um they do get complacent the more they do it and will often forget little details. Yeah, and second of all, that is not evidence. That is a leak. Jamie, you've been watching Dexter. <laughs> The surprise. Um, yeah, that's. I don't. The, the jump that he takes from finding that business card, going to the bar, to instantly they've got their perp is like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that is massive. Yeah. That, how does he know? How does he know to look for mystery girl? Yeah, it's never established that. Like he seems to narrow in on a very specific person. It could have been anyone. It could have been X Pack. It could have been X Pack. Yeah. Um. So he then makes his way down to to said uh titty bar um and uh and then we have an, a, another wonderful actress in the background who um who realizes oh. what's going on and she's like i'm oh, gonna yeah, create a distraction hits. um and she runs off to warn mystery girl that someone's looking for a serial killer so does that mean that this she knew girl is in is in on it yeah um but we don't know because nothing's established in this. So he he gets in an altercation with X Pack, makes his way makes his way to the backstage area of this of this uh, strip club, um, to, to which uh, to which the girl who's like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna distract him. It's like you can't come back here. There's naked ladies back here. It's like very funny. There's naked ladies. There's out naked here. ladies Ooh. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> using his third eye for that one yeah so um so then he walks he walks back to the backstage area and starts talking to more strippers and the dialogue in this when she's like she's like oh yeah oh bark no bite when all you guys really want is just some free sex and she's like oh like like you're um you're, you're standing in the way of my investigation she's like oh what are you going to do? You're going to shoot us? And he's like, well, right now, I think I'd really like to. It's like, who, who talks like that? Like what? Yeah. I, yeah. And then especially a police officer, mid investigation, threatening murder, yeah. on, <laughs> like innocent people. <laughs> um, and then he makes his way into a, another backstage area, a dimly lit backstage area to which mystery girl who could have just gotten away. She didn't need to stick about. It wasn't like she was cornered because at the other side of the room, from what I can tell, is a fire escape. So why yeah, she, she could have just teleported away. Yeah, so why she, why she needed to hide behind the door for this guy to come in, why didn't she just go out the fire escape? It wasn't alarmed, so she could have gotten away and just not had to have done anything. But this is what, this is what makes no sense. So she jumps from behind um, and gets him in like a headlock or something. Puts a knife to his throat or something. Yeah, puts a knife to his throat. Proceeds has to, him on the ropes. Yeah, to, starts to um, starts to proceed to cut off his face, um, but then he pulls out his he gun. Allows. Yeah, he then pulls out his gun, 
and fires off a few caps. But from the way that but I... she's can... behind him. So he fires it directly in front of him because you can see that his suit is facing forwards and he fires his gun in front of him even though it's already established that she's got him from behind. Manages to, like, ostensibly Ooh. mortally wound her. Yeah, I think he uses that special skill from that... Um... Angelina Jolie film with James McAvoy about bending bullets. What is that? Is that Wanted? Wanted, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's actually just 180 degrees. Yeah. Like sent this bullet around back behind him. Yeah. So then she, she runs off and you can see that she's got like a blood trail behind her. Um, this, is, this is the bit which I don't understand, which would have worked if you'd established it by because it's never defined that she is dead so there's no reason for doubt as to whether she's still alive what what a thinking person could have done in this scenario is we establish that whenever she puts on someone else's face it actually changes what she looks like so So, so what you need to do is she are we going to say the same thing which she needed to put she needed to put a face on one of the other strippers and then have her get like hit by a car or something. So then we establish that there is someone with a face on who is dead, and the guy goes, oh, "Yeah, that was her." I like, still think the I still think the cool thing would have been um, if, let's say, the power is she takes someone's face and it changes her entire appearance. Yeah. Um, take the cop's face and then start presiding over the investigations to all the murders that she's doing. And that all. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like it needs a hefty budget behind it, which is not so... Well, yeah, I know, but That's like... That's an infinity symbol right there, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a... We, we follow this up with a big Oscar-winning moment where it's Wait, the... Um, yeah. Where he's, where, doesn't he say something like... You sick goddamn um, cunt. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking bitch. I, whatever it takes, I'm going to find you. Cut to six months later. Yeah. And, the, yeah, and there's, no, there's no resolution of like, um, you know, there could have been like a little bit of like a cutting from a thing saying like, oh, uh, you know, the, the killer's dead. And you go like, oh, thank God for that. The chilling bit should be, you then go six months later, you cut to a different, although it looks like it's exactly the same strip club. So why didn't yeah, they come back? It is the it same is strip same. club. Yeah. So then it comes back. So she's just back. And there's another girl who's now not wearing the cloak, but if she had a problem to do with body dysmorphia and scars, she now wears a suit in which you can obviously see the bullet holes in her, in her chest and stomach. But... That would be like a creepy reveal if at some point it had established that she hadn't made it out alive because you would have had a, you know, from a usual thing is you have a wash of relief of, oh, the killer's dead. But then it's revealed that she's not dead. But there was no reason to doubt that she wasn't dead to begin with. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. So... But anyway, so the main... To recap, the main reason we like that entire thing is only because of Hank. Yeah, yeah, Hank is Hank is yeah. a national treasure. Hank's, uh, Hank's acting yeah. is superb. That that I think I is the only. I think that is the only so bad it's good portion of any of these. Yeah, like I, I know that people. A lot of people are going to say that like it's good because it's shit, but I don't think it really truly qualifies for that. Um, no. It doesn't deserve that at all. But Hank does. Hank Hank's performance as a singular yeah. aspect of this. Call, call these the stories, Academy. <laughs> yeah, genuinely. Um, uh, there's a striking resemblance to 
uh, a taller, thinner version of what's his name from Breaking Bad. What? What? Wait, what? Oh, um, uh, fucking what's his name? Uh, the what the the police? Yeah, the bald guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But he's sorry, also, Tom. Sorry, Tom. Hank. Who's also in Starship Troopers? <laughs> Is his name also Hank? Is that why we're calling That's him? That's why I've been calling him Hank. <laughs> okay, oh my fine. god <laughs> That's okay Maybe his name isn't Hank His name's not actually Hank in the fucking film So yeah, Hank, Breaking Bad's character is Hank Schrader Like, oh for god's sake Have you guys been thinking all this time that his name's actually Hank? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much Right, good Right, so good. Would, Next <laughs> Would you recommend this, this segment? I would wholeheartedly recommend it, but this then is, again, this is the this is the only one that I would. Would you recommend stubbing your own toe, kind of thing? I would actually, <laughs> I would actually recommend people watch Eyes Without a Face. Yeah. Instead of this. I'd like, oh. Okay, so this this is the this is the height of the film, um, and which you which you go like surely the last part of this film has to be a beautiful accumulation of everything that's come before it and like in terms of so bad it's good but this part was a real letdown this is the most forgettable just just nothing part of the entire thing it doesn't even have any i really don't want to spend too long on this one yeah yeah we can we can do this one in about two minutes quickly um because this one the rest of them have some admittedly very minor like we're talking about our buddy hank and then the how a shit the spider effects are have some very minor redeeming shitty features where you could have a sort of a mild laugh yeah. at it so like, this one's just an idea like in the first one you have an idea of a story in the second one you have some characters all, all three of them have a premise but this is just a premise it's this is literally yeah, just a woman bathes in blood and that's it. Like, but there's no, there's no, there's no conflict, to, so mm. to speak of. There's no resolution to said conflict. It's just. So it would have made it would have made sense if at the beginning of the of the segment, the main character, because there is no there is no perspective character in this. It's not like they. It, it's from the perspective of one of the girls who's being held prisoner. And they're like, this woman's insane. We have to get out of here. Then you fundamentally understand. If anything, it's from the perspective of. If anything, it's from the perspective of the um, the antagonist. It's the it's the countess. But she's not. She's not in want of anything. Like your your character. She's in. She's in want of young lady blood. Yeah, but she's got. But she begins. She wants those prime vagins. But she, but she begins with that. It's not like. Yeah, I know. But that's why this is shit. Because. This, the enti- there is no story. No the reveal. entire thing. There is no reveal. There's nothing. The entire thing is like she goes and finds a y- young lady. She kills yeah. a young lady she, and plays in her blood. She's not challenged. No, yeah, there's, there's another young lady. No threat. She, you, you meet a, like her, a couple of like guards that help her out. You meet a, a sort of like Your one bitch. of her female helpers <laughs> that help her out. Um, and and that's it and then it ends on her killing another lady on a little altar and bathing yeah. in her blood as well and that's all that happens the only it's weird that this one had like it seems like it had more budget because it's got some like exterior stuff where they've clearly got like green screens and put like big like medieval backgrounds in it they've clearly spent money on like costume and everybody's apart from the weird scene where the guards like chase that girl down and they're just wearing like yeah. t-shirts with like 
<laughs> chain mail that's clearly made out of wool. Um, <laughs> doesn't make any the, noise when they write. Yeah, it doesn't it's, make any noise. But it's just, it's just so, it's just nothing. Yeah, and it's so difficult to... Oh, so the wolf was there to hunt down other virgins, but Vagins. she didn't. Yeah, virgins, but she didn't seem to have. If anything, the only the only story, the only lesson, life lesson from this is get your fucking back <laughs> on an early age, so you don't end up in this position. Yeah, I hope you ain't listening, like, Hans Christian. Yeah, this is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, so we have a lady who is obviously based on Elizabeth Bathory. Um, who bathes in virginal blood in order to stay young. And then she needs more virgins, so she finds more virgins, mm. and that's it. We have one bit where there's a lady that manages to escape, um, but she's hunted down. Pretty she's quick. hunted down and killed. And killed. The thing is, I think at least the other two stories, they're not you the say most... Say stories. Say stories, okay. At least the other Loosely. two parts, at least... I know they're no, neither of them are the most original thing ever, but at least you can think clearly see that Danzig has thought of something. This has no creativity. Does he think of anything? He, well, he clearly has thought of something, <laughs> but like this has no creativity whatsoever. It is literally just another, a, a story that has been done to death a thousand other times. Yeah, it's Elizabeth I'd... Bathory. It's it's Lady Bates in Virgin's mm. Blood to uh It's that whole young. Mario Mario Bravo Black Sunday thing as well. Yeah. Is it Black Sabbath? Oh yeah, Black Sabbath, sorry. Yeah. Oh <laughs> same, same thing. So yeah, so I love, that, I love that band Black Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but that, so there is so there's a little bit of there's a little bit of activity with a girl who tries to escape, which to be honest, I was quite surprised when they beheaded her. And they actually had a prop of uh, like a rubber oh, head. The prop head, the prop yeah, head. With the eye bulging out, which makes, I don't see what caused that. Like what neck trauma resulted in her eyeball, like escaping from her skull. But I don't, I didn't really, I don't know how to, I don't know how to like finish off this part of the podcast because I don't know what the ending is. Like, I there isn't one. There isn't one. I think there this whole one. thing was dancing. You know the scene in Friends where Joey eats the trifle that's made out of like cream and lamb and jam yeah. and stuff. It's, it's like Danzig. It's, yeah, it's Danzig going blood, good, boobs, good, good. <laughs> death, good, <laughs> ladies, good, and that's it. And slow and, zoom and, ins and slow yeah. zoom outs. Oh, which... that zoom. So. Just can, can I touch on something that I noticed? Can I touch on something that I noticed across the other three as well? Um, and I don't know whether this was because I watched mine on. I actually paid four pounds to watch this on, on on Amazon. Oh no, Jamie, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> oh, I know what he's going to say. I know what he's going to say. What? What? You, what do you think I'm going to say? You're basically going to talk about the aspect ratio. I'm right? going to talk about the aspect ratio. <laughs> okay. So it looks. It so. It look, I don't know what they shot it on, camera or lens-wise, but it looks in certain parts that there's either an anamorphic-style pretend filter on it, or they've somehow managed to shoot it on anamorphic glass. Because you've got those classic anamorphic streaks um, on a lot of the um, light sources. Um, but it's in 16.9, but it looks like it's been squashed like it looks like it has been somewhere along the line, whether that was in in the actual edit or in how it's been delivered to Amazon or how Amazon are showing it. 
it looks like everything has become, it was once a bit wider and it has been all squashed together a bit because everything is, every, everything looks just slightly wrong. Um, and there's also a lot of stuff where you can see that it has been shot out of focus and zoomed in on too much. Like, especially in the first mm-hmm. one, there's a lot of close-up shots of Dejet where um, it's blurry as fuck and it literally just looks like it's been digitally cropped in. And so is the magic of movie making. (laughs) That must be like fraudulent behavior. Like some people must be able to sue Danzig for that. (laughs) I don't think it's Amazon. I don't think it's Amazon's fault. No, I don't think, I don't think it's Amazon's fault at all. They're his enabler. But like, it, it looks like, it looks like there's been some major fuck up in like how it's been delivered. So, it, oh, so the film ends, and she gets exactly what she wants. Although she wasn't. Oh, there's also some. Sorry, there's also some atrocious. In this, in this one as well, there's some fucking atrocious nighttime outdoor lighting. Yeah. Did you see the video? It literally, footage? looks like it. Literally, no. Yeah, in one of the scenes as she's on the horse, you can literally see the whole fucking crew. Yeah. The video village. Oh, for real. Like, in the corner, yeah. Amazing. Um. um the night, the night scenes in this though, when they're outside riding horses around and doing stuff, um, I know that you obviously need lighting of some sort, but it's very difficult to yeah. properly light to a night scene it. to try and disguise it and make it look like moonlight. It's quite hard. You need, you often need something quite um, big but very soft and quite far away. So something on like a cherry picker or something large. Um, and they've clearly got, got a just fucking, a fucking just a, floodlight. Yeah, they've clearly got some like. A fucking massive floodlight about 10 meters off got a laser camera pressure. right do you reckon if no one walks in, do you reckon if no one walks in front of it in a while it just turns off as well yeah <laughs> the, 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 the lighting was horrible for everything i'd like to add in this film without getting too annoyingly um it's just camera flat. nerdy about it's it well no it's, it's, it's really flat in this one but in especially in albino spider it's full of like really conflicting and confusing harsh lighting sources that just Mm. don't make any sense for the room Mm. and it 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 makes it it shows you how cheap everything is like there's ways to light that kind of stuff where you don't see your shitty sets and bad costumes you just keep everything low it's a horror film it's meant to be sorry can i just interject there did you say shitty sets yeah I don't know what movie you've been watching. Yeah, have you? Uh, yeah, did you not see the bloodbath? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the. I'm talking about the other two. And you can tell that that particular set <laughs> um, is like I've got to they, use that again. They, they clearly spent. They clearly spent all their money on the sets for the third one. Yeah, yeah. So, which is all that, why all that plastic and plywood. Which yeah. is why I think it was done in reverse order. I think he wrote that one first, and all he had was a premise. And then wrote he, in inverted commas. Yeah, and then he kind of learned how to write characters. And then he kind of learned how to write a character and a bit of a story. But I just think it's quite, I think it's a shame because for some, Danzig obviously professes to be like a big horror film buff and fan and like a big fan of cinema. You'd think that you'd be able to pick up the basics from having, if you've watched so many films and kind of roughly know or think you know what makes yeah. an okay his refer- story. His references are, are admirable. like. Hmm. John Cocteau Fellini, uh, the Mario Bava, uh, that whole Fulci thing with the zombie eye gouging stuff. Like, mm. you know, his intentions are in the right place. He's just a fucking moron. Yeah, he's just an absolute dick. Um, just, yeah. 
Oh, it's just uh, a great day. Very, very quickly. Um, is anyone else aware of? So, right, would we recommend this last segment? No, no, a hundred percent. If anyone's going to watch any of these, it should be the middle one. Yeah. So, so then we move back to um, Morella, who is now sat in the prop bath, the prop blood bath. Um, and yeah, remind me, does 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 Danzig have the temerity? to have a line towards the end where it says until next time. Yeah. Did she say that yeah. to the point in which you think there's going to be a next time. I mean, there probably will be right. Well, well, he is directing his next film. three movies. Isn't it spaghetti Western with vampires? Yeah. Uh, Death Rider. But didn't he say they vampires. were, didn't he say everyone in it's a vampire. So already there's a flaw because there's no threat. Yeah. <laughs> Unless so the, the threat is like starvation or something. So just uh, just up top, Glenn, Glenn Danzig does actually is going to actually appear as a character in it, um, along with Eli Roth um, and Danny what? Trujillo. Um, Sorry, pronounce that again. Uh, Danny Trujillo. 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 I think it, I think it's just Danny Trejo. Oh, is it? Is it not Trujillo? I'm fairly certain Champagne. the J. I'm fairly certain the J in like. Prob- I'm probably wrong, but it's like a huh sound. But are you, are you aware that this is not, um, or what is going to be his first acting role? This is not Danzig's first acting role that he was originally supposed to do. T- tell us what he was, else he was in. Um, so he was offered, but never got it. Um, and you'll know if you've watched any of his things where he talks about his comic books. Um, but he was originally offered the role of um, Wolverine in the original X-Men film. No, he wasn't. 2000. I shit you not, he was Absolutely no, he wasn't. Was he offered? He was. He was offered the role offered. of it. But he said, um, he said he wouldn't do it. And his comments on, um, on Hugh Jackman uh, was, yeah, I wouldn't have played it so, quote, gay. Was his, uh, wow. yeah. So this, yeah, I mean, Hugh Jackman's portrayal of Wolverine was that? famously gay. Was famously, <laughs> famously gay, wasn't hom- it? Homoerotic. So yeah, so we've we've come to the end of when, this. He, say, when he says when he says gay, does he mean showing any emotion Sh- at all? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I think it was probably for the best, to be honest. Um, but that film was also directed by Brian Singer, so um, less said about all of this, the better, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've come to the end of this. Did everyone enjoy themselves after I managed to convince you guys to watch this film? Do you feel I... nourished culturally? No, I think I think I'd quite like to have a shower. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just I've, I'm I'm ashamed that you spent four pounds on this. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking. I hate myself for it. I'm not. A f- I've never been a fan of like those kind of like uh... anthology movies. No, you're not like, a big horror guy, though. Are you? No, I'm not a big horror guy, but like especially not like that kind of like campy, sticky horror from like. Night, the eighties and seventies, eighties and nineties, where it's like all small budget, kind of like weird shit, like so articulate. I know, right? <laughs> That's because I don't watch any of it. Can so, we? Can we just um, just before we round this up? I just do very quickly want to bring back the whole reference, the comparison to the room, and the reason why the room works and this doesn't is because. The room is genuinely, obviously anyone would hate to be on set with Tommy Wazoo, but 
it's it's an endearing film. Yeah, like you it's watch made it by people and you who, laugh. Yeah, it's made by people who genuinely like have a genuine passion for it, and I think that to an extent. Well, I'm not, I'm not certain. The, I'm not certain. I'm not certain the rest of the crew making the room had a genuine passion for yeah. it, but at least Tommy and um, Dave Franco had a genuine passion for it. Yeah, but I think I think the the problem with with Verotica. Not the only problem with Verotica, but just the the filmmaking behind it is so cynical that it's like it's not you don't revel in it. You, you I think at least I, the, at least the room the room had aside from Tommy Wiseau professionals making it. Like it had, it doesn't real, look bad. Like it, no, it does. It does. It looks. It looks like a TV movie, which is precisely what it was. Yeah. Um, and, and it was. Fine, like looks wise, this looks. This like one looks like a porno. With no fucking clue. Yeah, and it looks like everybody else on set was like, "Yeah, Glenn, this is great. This looks amazing. Oh, I'm so glad to be here, Glenn." Everyone yeah. on the crew was probably a Danzig fanboy and just happy yeah. to be there working with him. So yeah, so don't buy this film. Whatever you do, don't pull a Jamie. Don't listen to um, this podcast. Yeah, and don't listen to Glenn Danzig, any of his music whatsoever. I feel like he's so I, I revoked actually think his. That this, this podcast is longer than the movie. Well, yeah, the oh, movie's yeah, an hour it, and a half. Yeah, it's a merciful hour and a half. Although I don't think he deserves us talking about it for that long. No. Um, so, does anyone want to? Are, are we happy with our opinions? Is there anything that anyone wants to add? Oh, I'm, I'm always happy with my opinions. Yeah, if there's nothing that anyone wants to pick apart any further. No, I'm very unhappy with my opinions. Right. <laughs> well, with that said, who wants to... Um, where can they find us? Who wants to say it? Tom, you do it. Uh, you you lost the world to on, live. You can find us See, on... Tom, Tom uh, you look so sad. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, uh, X and Ferris Podcast. Is that right? <laughs> X and Ferris <laughs> Heavy Metal Podcast on Facebook. Uh, Twitter is X and Ferris Pod. You can email us at uh, podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us now on Spotify, uh, X and Ferris, a heavy metal podcast. And find us on iTunes, uh, various other uh, podcast platforms. You can find us on Instagram at X and Ferris podcast. Uh, yeah. X and Ferris, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just have a little mooch around. I'm sure you'll be able to find us somewhere. Cool. So we're gonna um, we're gonna sign off. We're gonna go to the fridge, ask ourselves whether we want milk or beer. Beer. Very <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Hey>, satanist. <so>, <laughs>